Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the emergency episode. Getting ready for the new year of Spears. And fucking the Jew, Steinberg. Here we go. Uh, This one's here because you guys uh, sent in enough uh, emails and tweets uh, wanting wanting us to do a podcast. And so I drove my ass out to L.A. again. He's so committed. I love it, dude. I had to bring my you girl. come to the black man. Had to bring my girl out with me. Yeah, there you go. And you brought some gifts. Uh, what do we got here? Are you looking for shit? Yeah, I got uh, I got that dude that's been... Let me, real quick, uh, I want to thank all you guys for all your support, uh, both on Instagram and fucking through the emails for all the shit that I'm going through uh, with this fucking painful ass sodomy, legalized ass sodomy. Uh, I thank you and I love you and I appreciate it. Uh, so keep doing it, man. And I'm not talking about just supporting me on what the fuck ever I'm going through, but also I love the fact that we're getting these emails now because I think it really helps uh, for us to know what else to talk about, what else is on your mind, and all of that good shit. Uh, Have you found what you're looking for? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, did you get Did you get uh, anything from this too? Who's this? Elias? Uh huh. Uh, no, I didn't. Ellis. And if you, his name is spelled E L I A S. If you switch those letters around, I'll have a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ellis uh, was getting wants everybody to uh, tweet me uh, to have him on a guest. This is up to Aries. It's up to me. Well, it's up to you more than me if you want a guest. Oh, right to have a have him come on. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be. I don't know where he lives. I don't. He know. He lives in L.A. No, oh, really. Guest on the podcast in L.A. I I drive out here. Well, put put a pin in that because we we can't just have you on, and we don't know what you're gonna bring to the table. Yeah. And you stuck with us for an hour with one story and nothing else. Uh, send Andy or me an email with some of your stories. We have to approve you before we let you into the Fight Club, nigga. It's we hate Ellis. Let's see. Let's see how many followers he has. I don't give a fuck about I, how many I know followers you don't, but he let's has. See. Dude, dude, you're only following 285 people. You have 397 I, but I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even think that's what's important. No, I, I'm just saying. Him, you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just talking to him. I want to know what he wants to do on the show. Right. Anyway, but I appreciate, the, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm being sincere when I said this, 
his his tweets tell everybody to you know to retweet it and tweet me back so that he could be on the show. He's he reached out. He hit a lot of people. A lot of people hit me back on. Uh, I probably got like a hundred people that uh, hit me back on. Right. It. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit about uh, how many followers he has. Um, I just care more about the content. But see, there's that. Little- I don't want a man to be judged by the color of his skin, just by the content of his comedy. But see, look at look at his look at his pictures. See that his see it looks like he has aliases. He looks like a terrorist, nigga. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this nigga, man. <laughs> Fuck around, we get caught in the situation. <laughs> we get caught up. I got this one story about how I wanted to destroy. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> now we got the FBI <laughs> knocking on our fucking door. Hey. Yeah, Is yeah. Alice here. Yeah, yeah. You be, you know, you got your long beard, and I'm dark enough to be <laughs> one of the Mahujadeen. Uh Yeah, and I don't know about that one. Send us some content, nigga. Let's know. What, let's see what you're talking about first. Uh, you got a bunch. You got a bunch of uh, anybody you want to shout out to, dude. I, I was scrummaging through my phone right now looking for any of the emails. I I think I deleted because I don't like to keep shit in my phone in case motherfuckers break into my shit and get pictures of me, and you know. But, but see, Wild shit. Now this is going to be this podcast. We're going to go through this because you guys got to understand. I drove out here to meet Aries. We did ended up doing someone else's podcast real quick, and then they didn't. They, they were doing another podcast, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's just go do this in, in the car and let's do." I, I don't want to. I don't want to blame him because I know I was late. We were supposed to do this from four thirty to five thirty. His shit, and then immediately do ours from five thirty to six thirty, which would have put him in enough time to intercept his friend. Who I guess showed up at seven, but I just kind of felt like, you know, I love Bill. I don't know if Bill will hear it, but I felt used. Like, damn, nigga, that's selfish. <laughs> now you don't want to do our shit. Yeah, but you know, it's fine. But I, it's my fault because yeah. I, I I was late, so he had other plans. And, and, he, and he put he 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 did a nice interview with you. Yeah, well, it was cool. It was cool. Okay, it was cool. So, so we're here. We're in the car. In the fucking car, boy. It's, this is it's cold. Uh, we're in L.A. and it's actually cold. Uh, God, you know, I I, I really. I'm like, dude, these are the stories that you hope to one day sit around the campfire and go, remember when we had to sit in the car and, and, and now we got, we a, in a, a fucking studio, not fuck a studio, a mansion, <laughs> you know a studio I mean? in our mansion. Well, fucking there we go. <laughs> a studio in our mansion with fucking Lebanese hoes running around serving us you know falafel like, uh, you know what's you don't meet naked that what sucks about that is even if we did have mansions if I had my mansion you had your mansion right. and we each had studios I'd still have to drive over to your fucking mansion to do the podcast no you wouldn't because your mansion would be inside my mansion <laughs> I'm not living in your house you ain't in my house you in your yeah, house within my, my house <laughs> That's some ball of shit. See now, you ain't never seen that. Now you come out your front door and you automatically in my living room. Now I'm getting a mini mansion. This is not. This is not going the way that I wanted to go. Um, so we we, taking it in the ass right now, dog. (laughs) We really are. This is. I don't want to talk about living in your house and taking in the ass in the same conversation. Well, we don't have to. I'm just simply saying, dude. We are taking the fucking lumps right now in the hopes of bigger, better days and dreams. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say this on the podcast. Uh, We're here. This is Jamie's from the Laugh Factory's uh, spot here. Yeah, his. I don't know what. I just figured out this shit. This is his office slash home slash with ten units in it. That I guess he rents out to comics in need of a place to stay. And you have a good relationship with Jamie. 
Yeah, yeah, Jamie, Jamie, I love you, buddy. He always calls me faggot. I love you, buddy. You're faggot. Uh, so that's his way of telling me he loves me. And uh, all that being said, and and how many times have uh, have I got to go up at the Laugh Factory, even on an open mic night or anything like that? None yet. And yeah, that's what I thought. Well, we got to work you into the system. <laughs> we got to work you into the pipe into the pipeline, baby. You got to earn your keep. It's all I want is five minutes. Are you? I'm performing tonight. Are you going to be there? I'm going to try to come back. I got see. That's why you ain't in the pipeline. No, you I, said try. I'm going to try. I want to come back. I did bring my girlfriend out here who came who came out to spend. Some so you gonna let a woman stop your dreams? Are you gonna listen to my story? All right. So she we weren't planning on doing this podcast out here in L.A. Right. She flew out. And I talked to Phoenix. Her, to Phoenix. And then you drove out. And then I talked her into driving with me six right. hours to come do this podcast. Right. We ended up spending $360 on a fucking hotel out here because right. we're in LA and it's the New Year's weekend. Right. And uh, so when I get back to the hotel, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell her I want to go and it'd be good for me. But and, uh, and, and at the same time, I'm going to. Understand that we have another six hours to drive back tomorrow. Tomorrow, and so I, I always I put twelve hours of her trip in the car, and we spent hers and my money because I didn't pay for the whole three sixty. Right. So I'm trying well, to one. I'm trying I'm, to be I'm, a reasonable. I'm I'm trying to figure out if I can Jedi mind trick that fuck where I make it that she wants to go to the Laugh Factory tonight. Okay? First of all, well, one I'm treating you guys. To a very nice uh, dinner tomorrow at the Stinking Rose. Yeah, now that I have to throw that back in there because I forgot about that. Yeah, so that's one thing that's good. Okay. And two, you know, this is this is this is part of it. This is the For, entertainment business. Yeah, yeah. If if your woman supports you and loves you, she got to take these lumps with you. She can't just have you get beat up by yourself. You got to get sodomized. Both of y'all got to get sodomized by the same animal. But what if I? I am so good at this. I can make her feel that it was her idea almost to come to the Laugh Factory. Today. And how would you go about that? I fucking, I'm a Jedi master. In what sense? These aren't the droids you're looking for. Well, who's saying that? <laughs> Me. You, you personally? Tell them that these aren't the droids you're looking for. We're going to. You fucking up. You want to go to the Laugh Factory. You got to use your lightsaber against her. <laughs> You know what your lifesaver is, right? <laughs> my lifesaver, yeah, yeah. What's your lifesaver? My lifesaver, my dick, but my yeah. dick, <laughs> I got I, I to be honest, uh. You short on energy? Yeah, dude. I'm 53 years old. You saw that. Motherfucker, where, you better go you get you a five-hour energy. You saw where Obi-Wan was trying to find Darth Vader, and then they, they, they kept on. He was going up against the, the big black nigga. Can't win against the all-black nigga, the nigga dressed in black. You better go get you a five-hour energy and two Scarface worth of lines of cocaine, nigga. Uh, I, I got to stop at a gas station and get one of those. Uh, There's one right around the corner from the Laugh Factory, the, and they got the five-hour energy max. Yeah, all right. Throw some pipe in that bitch, nigga, and get to work. Tell her Blow your back out, blowing her back out. And then tell her these aren't the droids we're looking for. And then she'll be like, these ain't the droids we're looking for. Let's go to the Laugh Factory, nigga. <laughs> Come on, baby. Put in your work. Um... Are we going to dive into some of this controversy? Yeah, let's get into the controversy. Uh, I do have, uh, I wanted to do one thing too, uh, that I hope we can get to as well. I want to talk about uh, the wrestler who had to cut his hair. 
Yeah, that, that 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 might be the smaller issue. Yeah, I know that's the smaller one. So right. do you want to do that first, or do you want to get into nah, the Nah, let's talk one? about the Chris Rock shit. Okay, let's, let's do it, because this is old, but it's old. That's another thing. This is an old interview. I don't know how, I mean, the, the, the program itself is old, but the controversy still got steam coming off it. Well, it does right now, because someone... It's hot, fresh out the oven. Well, Chris Rock was catching flack, uh, particularly from some people in the black community, uh, because... There, there was an HBO program on, and I forget what it was called, but it basically had a panel of all male comedians, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld, and Richard uh, Gervais. Richard Gervais. And at one point, I guess Louis C.K. was talking about how he says the word nigga, and Chris Rock was co-signing him saying nigga. And, you know, there was some black people up in arms about the fact that Chris was letting him get this pass. And, you know, some black people were saying he was cooning. Um, and some people were saying, look, even Jerry Seinfeld was uncomfortable with it. And when he's uncomfortable, then it's uncomfortable. Um, thoughts? Uh, and, and before you give your thoughts, some some people were saying, comedians, it ain't about a race thing. That's just comics having comic talk. I don't know how much you buy into that. But again, thoughts? Well, Louis C.K. has a joke that he does. I think he's had several jokes. Several that he does. jokes that he does, where he 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 stress tests the word. Uh, and I like his take on on uh, white people using the N word because I agree with him. Uh, you don't agree with him on on my. I, I think I think I've heard more white people say the N word, saying trying to start a conversation with black folks. So you saying the this person said the or, or use that n word as an opener to get into what they want to get into, right? And he said, and Louis C.K.'s joke is don't uh, don't say the n word. You're forcing me to fill in the blank in my head, right? So you might you're making me say it in my own head, right? And that's your way of getting around it, but you're still making me say it in my head. Basically, is the is the gist of the joke, right? Which makes sense. Uh, in the way that he presents it in the, in the joke form, then he has another one where he says he wants to be able to say it because he thinks it it, it has such a a great meaning. Like when he says barista making coffee, uh, he wants to use that word. Right. So those are his jokes that he he's done, and I think Chappelle said it best. And you used that Chappelle. We we talked about this uh, on a few podcasts ago where you said Chappelle said I'm I'm twenty uh, percent. Black man, eighty percent comedian. So if if that's the case, and and Chris and and and, and Louis C.K. have a, a great relationship uh, as as friends, and then as people, and then as comics, <coughs> and Chris understands where Louis C.K.'s uh, um, where, where his direction that he's going with this, and what he wants to talk about, what he wants to get out of it, and he he sees that. Uh, Maybe in that conversation as a whole with all those people in the room, it might have came off differently. But I think that he is a comic talking to another comic about a word that presents a problem in our culture. And and, and, and he's making jokes about it. And, and, and Chris Rock has done it as well. And uh, that's what I think was happening there. Here's, what, here's why I wouldn't have a problem with it. If he would do that joke in front of a bunch of niggas. With the same conviction. You know, I, I've never been to a Louis C.K. show. I'm sure he has black fans. Um, just like I'm sure 
Bruce Bruce or Arnez J or many of the black popular comedians in the black community have, you know, those comics fans are predominantly black, but I'm sure they have white fans. And there's a difference between being able to say freely and comfortably in front of your own people what you might not be as free and comfortable to say around the majority of the people that aren't your people. So, 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 so Louis C.K., I'm sure he has black fans, but I would almost be willing to bet if you went to a Louis C.K. show, you could count the black people on eight fingers. And being able to say that joke in the comfort of other white people is not the same as being ballsy enough to say that joke in front of a room full of black people. And the only thing I would question is would Louis C.K. have the cojones to do that joke in front of a predominantly black crowd? And if he did and he was as successful with it, hey, man, do your thing. So two things, though, on that. So Because if you don't feel comfortable enough to where you have to go and like, you know, uh, uh, Billy Crystal said in a, in a big article I read when back when Rolling Stone did a big piece on comedy, he said, know your audience. You got to know your audience. So if Louis C.K. was in a room full of niggas, would he do that joke? So let me ask you this question, though. You hear me do my joke. And this is why I applaud your joke, because you, you do it knowing what the circumstances are and you do it with conviction and it works. That's why I'm saying if Louis C.K. did that joke in front of if he had the balls to do that joke in front of a bunch of niggas and it killed how can I be mad at that? So that's eighty percent comedian, twenty percent black man. So let me ask you this question: Do you think that Louis C.K. and I and I think he is? I think he is a great. I think he's a great comic. I really do. Uh, I think. Um, so do you, you? You think that he would have a harder time telling his joke? Let's let's go to Chuckles. Let's let's go because we're, we're going to Memphis. Be we're going to be in Memphis in Chuckles. Right. Let's go to Chuckles. You think. Louis C.K. would back down from doing that joke in Chicago. Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. So then you don't. Absolutely. So, so then you don't. I don't even, I'm not even sure that Louis C.K. would do that joke here in, at, at, at any urban night in L.A. at a comedy club. Uh, Mo' Better Mondays? See, I would. Chocolate Sundays? I wouldn't want to do it in an urban night in a, in a traditionally uh, mixed to white room. Oh, you would have much. Your success rate would be much higher. You know, but, doing it here. But it seems I'm like telling I'm you, doing it because I'm at uh, at that at that room. It would seem like I wrote that joke for that room. That's the only reason I, I would be uncomfortable with doing it. At a, a, as opposed to what other room? When I go to Chuckles, that's a black room. That room, I'm not. I, I didn't write that for Chuck. That's a joke that you're doing at Chuckles for a black audience. And this that's is, my point. The this is an urban. This is like a one night off. But but I'm, but I'm saying your your success rate is higher because because what they're it is. more liberal. They they, they 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 could your chances of them being more liberal towards being able to say that are a lot higher than the deep South yeah. with them niggas. No, okay. Who I'm not going to disagree with you on that. My my problem with Louis C.K. though in this and not not so much Chris Rock because Chris Rock was not. There's no reason. I didn't see a reason as comics for Chris Rock to uh, berate or to say anything to Louis C.K. because of how their normal conversations probably can take on any kind of realm. But my problem is I'll do that joke in Memphis at Chuckles, my joke, but I don't like, I won't 
you 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 fucking shit on me for not wanting to to do it on the podcast because I don't feel like on the podcast this is real this isn't a talk and I don't you I don't talk that way that's a joke about something that happened to me in my life and I have to tell it to make that joke make any sense and to make the story make any sense but I don't have to use it in my day-to-day life and that's what was weird about watching Louie do it on stage it was weird watching him and doing all that, but he's not, talking. No, 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 but on stage in that interview, not not on stage as a comic. Right, 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 as right. As a person. That's why when I'm having a conversation with you, and yeah, there's times when you've tried to goat me into doing that or or, or to say it, and, and there's times when I know as a comedian it would have been funny for me to say it. Again, I, I you know, I wouldn't fault Louis uh, if he did it knowing he didn't have the safety net of being in a room full of his own people. If he didn't have the safety net of being in a position where he's talking with other comics. Again, if if you're amongst comics, one could make that argument. These are comics being comics. And there's that, nothing off limits. That's a safety net. If he's in a room where the room is predominantly white, that's a safety net. Now, if you can take that same shit and do it in a room full of black people... With no safety net, then I say you're authentic. Okay, you 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 you're coming from a place of, hey, I'm I'm a comedian and I'm doing this for the sake of comedy. Whether you like it or not, it's subjective. Whether you like it or not, I'm purely doing this as a comic to get to get a laugh. But if you back out and go, yeah, this is this is there's too many black people here for me to get away with this. Then I have to question your motive. Then I then I I got to question what you really what's it really about? Well, see, when I first started doing that joke, Earthquake heard me do my joke, and I didn't like doing it in rooms that were mixed, predominantly white, because I felt that they didn't get the joke for what, where the humor was supposed to be in the joke. Right. And Earthquake told me that wasn't my problem, not to worry about that. That I needed to do the jokes that I do and let the crowd that wants to hear me find me instead of me trying to do jokes for who's in front of me and trying right. to find, trying to pick my audience out of the audience. Right. So I don't know. I, I, and there's many different ways. You to know, I, 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 I think that there's a certain, like, like obviously not every comedian is cut out to be polarizing, edgy in your face, controversial. Some comics even feel uncomfortable being that. You know they they they're not that they're not the R-rated movie they're the they're the PG thirteen they're the G, they're the they're the uh, PG at best they're just not that and I think there are some comics who want to be that because it, it it makes them badasses ooh this motherfucker is no holds barred they don't bite their tongue they they put their dick on the table. And some guys, I believe, force that. If that is who you are naturally, as was Patrice, as is Chris Rock, as is Bill Burr, then then that's you. And, and you can't fault a motherfucker for being themselves. But I think some dudes in the effort to just want to go, I'm that guy. And I listen, I know Louis C.K. is a legitimately funny, push the envelope kind of comic. But when it comes to the N-word, which is the ultimate taboo of all words, the most dangerous, hurtful word in the English language. Again, are, are you doing it because you really think you have a funny, great bit? 
or you just want to be able to go, can't nobody tell me what the fuck I can and can't say. And uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know I'm sounding like broken record because we, 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 we dive so much about it, about this into race. And I know I say shit, but I, I can't help but ignore what, what, what I think is obvious when it comes to race in America. White people, particularly white men, don't like to be told what the fuck they can't do when historically they have always been able to do what the fuck they want to do on a superior level. So, and, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. I would love that. I would have loved to have seen this conversation be had on that HBO panel. I think maybe that's where Chris Rock may have fucked up. Maybe he should have turned to Luke K, Louis and said, Louis, w- what makes you want to say that? W- where is this coming from? Because I would have loved to have heard Louis's inter- Louis perspective on this is why I need to do this joke. This is my thought process behind this joke. And I, I honestly feel like some white dudes take on this air of arrogance where they go, can't nobody tell me what the fuck I can and can't say. And I just I would wonder what makes you want to even dive into that direction. How come you never asked me why I do that joke or why I wrote the joke or what, what, it, what it means to me? Because I already know what it means to you. You just said it. It's your life experience. It's my life experience, but there's a reason why I do it. I don't have to do that joke. Well, you don't have to do any joke. No. But but you do it, I would think, because it's your life experience. It's a funny fucking joke. And I think that if I can say it in a way that a white guy says that, like you said, it's the most dangerous word. Did you say dangerous? Da- the da- most hurtful word? Yeah. If I can take it and I can say it in a way, and when I tell this story, that... It puts um, it. It took the the hurtfulness out of the word, where you actually saw it in the humor of what happened when, as I right. did that joke, that it it, it it chips a little away at, at the horribleness of of that of what someone might have felt at some point in their life. When this woman, a woman, came up to me after the show once, and she said, and I thought I was going to get beat up for it because I'm always afraid of women more so because women use that word less than men do. Mm-hmm. And I, and I thought for sure I was going to get it. And when she called me over and she said, I need to talk to you. And I thought, oh, fuck, you know. And she said, I want to I wanna tell you. I, I need to talk to you and I need to tell you something. I, she goes, I, in my life, never thought that I would hear a white man say that word and actually laugh. And that's when I knew that at some point in her life when she said a white man, that meant right. some other white man that heard her said, put a, said something that was hurtful to her. Right. And when I said it and she heard it in, 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 in the context of how I present it, that, that took a little bit of that pain away from her. Right. And that makes a difference to me. Because that's what I, when I would, when we were on Bill's podcast here, what's, do you know the name of Bill it? Dawes. But, it's called After, 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 not After Life. After the Show. No, it's not called After, after show. the Show. After, after Show. After Show. Um, it's a good podcast. Check it out. Anyway, when we talked about it, I said, that's the comedian's job. That's the sole purpose is to take the worst things in life that you can possibly right. f- and, and to put light on it and make it funny. Well, I said, as I said on his podcast, the most taboo subjects, if you can make that funny, that's the genius. Because those are the hardest things to tackle. Rape, abortion, racism, um, all that shit that makes people nervous. Um, you know, and the joke that I do about the, uh, the deaf people saying the word nigga, I don't say it on stage, but I thought about it and it goes to show you how deeply ingrained 
racism is into the American fabric. Again, you would think a word like that so dangerous, so hateful, historically with so much blood on it, that if there's any one word that a deaf person wouldn't need to learn, it's nigga. So the fact that so the fact that you know how to say nigga for somebody that can't talk. That shows you how deeply ingrained racism is in the American fabric. That even a motherfucker who can't talk knows how to say yeah, nigga. Yeah. You know, so. But all this, though, but that's our job, though, is to, to, to make, is, is to, listen, if you're already laughing at something and I throw some more laughter on it. Right. I didn't do anything for you. I just presented you more laughter. I want, I want, I want to find a place that you're something that you're not laughing at, and hopefully, uh, bring some light into that and, and, and make life better. That's what I think comedy's supposed to do. And right. I could be completely wrong, but that's what I think it's supposed to do. That's what I think you do when you address women and their bodies from a male point, even as you do it from a male point of view and you make mm-hmm. women feel good about their bodies, but from a male point of view and saying the things that you say, right? that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, 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 you know, um, so, but in context to Chris, you're right. Chris could have turned that around and made it a conversation, but I don't canonize Jerry Seinfeld because he goes, and I don't seek that. I, when, how do you say it? I don't seek that out. I don't use that word, and I don't right. look, and I don't seek it out. Well, that's because of his uncomfortability. And I got to be honest: if you grow up with black folks, if you grew up when I did in the seventies with black kids all around you, that word was not only common; it was used by everyone. Right. And that was part of that fabric, that that culture that you're talking about, and. Obviously, Seinfeld stayed away from that. That wasn't his, so. If he stayed away from that, I'm not saying trying to. I mean, I know that he's good friends with George Wallace. I know that he's good friends with Chris Rock. But I'm saying, as a teen, as growing up, as as you're developing who you are as a person, right? I don't think he had a lot of black uh, black friends. If that word is something so obscure to him, Jerry, Jerry. <sighs> Again, whether well, maybe he. I don't. I don't picture Jerry. He certainly didn't have no niggas friends on the show. But you know what? The, 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 that that gets said. But he he said that in his it, again, it just makes people so uncomfortable to have to look inward. And anytime you talk about race, uh, it forces white people to look inward. And nobody wants to look inward because it's too much. It, it's too much pain. It's too much horror. It's too much guilt. It's too much truth. And people want to shy away from that. Yeah. Um, That's the whole point of political correctness. So instead of becoming a better person, you say the right things and you let everybody else believe that we're all better people. Like to switch gears a little bit, uh, not entirely, but since we're on race, but to switch gears a little bit, you know, it's like, you know, black people got on Chris because they felt he should have responded a certain way. Um, And even with race, when talking about looking inward, it's hard for us, meaning black people, t- to deal with race because we have to look at our own pointing the finger at us and challenging us on what we should and shouldn't be doing. Like, I, I, I you know, there was this thing I saw on, on YouTube where, and, you know, the, it seems like the more successful you are, the higher, the, the, the higher you climb on the ladder of major stardom, 
you, you're just bound to take hits. And, you know, it's always interesting to me when I hear people give Kevin Hart shit about he's not funny, he's corny, he does the same shit, the family, the little man jokes. But, again, if any of that were true uh, to a large degree, it ain't showing in the box office receipts. But black people have this thing uh, where it's like uh, he caught shit because in an interview he said he would never wear a dress. And first of all, Chappelle said it first. He would never wear a dress. He talked about it on Oprah. It's trying to emasculate the black man. Cut to they show a clip of Kevin Hart doing an SNL sketch where he's in a dress. And every black person, especially black men, but a lot of black women, too, were saying how he sold his soul. It's emasculating. How could he let them put him in a dress? And I know I said this on a podcast for sure. Again, this is this may be the 20 percent black man, 80 percent comedian, but I never understood why that is so frowned upon within the black community. And when you re- and when you read the comments on YouTube, I've said this. That is just an old comedy gag. Men in drag is just an old all the white guys have done it. Uh, you know, Robin Williams and I we go on and on and on. It's just a, it's just a it's just a comedy gag. And when you, if you're going to sit there and go, I've lost respect for Kevin. And that's what a lot of comments were. Well, then that means you've also lost respect for Flip Wilson, who did Geraldine, for Martin Lawrence, who did Shanae and Big Mama, for Jamie Foxx, who did Wanda, for Eddie Murphy, who did Rasputius and Norbit and Grandmama and Mama Clump, for Tyler Perry, who does Medea, the Wayans, the Wayans. Uh, Wesley Snipes and in, 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 uh, Tu Wong Fu with love. Tu Wong Fu. It's just an old comedy, and I don't think we've lost respect for any of those guys. You telling me right now, black people, y'all don't respect Jamie Fox. You don't respect Martin. You don't respect Eddie Murphy. You don't respect Flip Wilson. Richard Pryor did it in the toy when he played a, a maid in the scene where he was trying to get a job from Jackie Gleason. Like it's just an old comedy gag, and and and. I think sometimes we need to get off that bullshit and the thinking everything is a plot to destroy the black man. Now, a lot of shit is. And Hollywood, we know it has its fair share of racism. But come on, man. Like everybody talking about, you know, and, and, and Dave Chappelle never wore a dress. And I didn't remember till somebody wrote it. Yeah, he did. Robin Hood, men in tights. So he wore a dress. Yeah. Yeah. And men in tights. So. And you can't tell me we don't respect Dave Chappelle. You can't say on one end, yo, Dave walked away from 50 million to keep his dignity. He's a real black man. But then he wore a dress in Robin Hood men in tights. So now where do we, where does the pendulum swing? But I think that's the society is always to build someone up so they can rip him down. And that's where Kevin's at that level that now it's just time to take him down. Right. I just said that. But I'm also saying black people are specifically pointing the finger at him going, dude, you're a sellout. You let them put you in a dress. But did he say he said he would never wear a dress? Yes. But so then. And he- the way the clip is cut. First, you see Dave on Oprah saying he wouldn't do it. And then you see Kevin say he wouldn't do it because you got to respect his brand. And there's certain things he wouldn't do. And then they cut to Kevin in the dress. But he put himself in that position by saying what he would never do. Yeah. He opened that door. He made that he made that happen. Right. So if he said he would never do it and he did it, then he did sell out. And you know, again, you and I discussed this a little bit 
uh, in previous podcasts, and I even asked you because I, I, I still to this day don't know what the fuck it is. But of course, every black person was talking about the Illuminati. Yo, did you see Oprah's face when Dave was saying what he was saying? Like, Dave, shut the fuck up. You can get yourself in trouble. Oprah's part of the, the Illuminati. And somebody wrote, uh, the Illuminati is something that poor people say about rich people with power. Poor people call rich people with power the Illuminati. And I was like, maybe because I don't know about the Illuminati. Maybe because I think it's just as much as a myth as the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot. But I, I went, yeah, yeah, bravo. Well, I, 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 and maybe because I'm just not there, I don't know. Maybe it does exist. I'm just not there, so I don't know. Ask Jay-Z. <sighs> I wish I could get there just so I could find <laughs> out. Holy shit. It's there it. is a motherfucking group of people. But I'm just going, I don't know that I buy into any of that. I don't know that I buy into it either because only 4% of this of the, of the, of the world's riches is, is controlled by 4% of the people. 4% controlled the most part of it. So who are these four rich white people? Four percent. How do you know they're white? They ain't no niggas. There's some. There's some black folks with some cash. That's cute. You don't think so? Name two. Name two billionaires. Okay, technically Oprah's a billionaire. Yeah. She's got two billion. There's some Prince Arab motherfucker whose name we can't pronounce. That's got eighty more billion yeah. in her. So come on, Dad. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you're so somebody has eighty billion, and Oprah has. I think she has more than two billion. The last time I checked, she was worth two billion. So is your two billion up against? Uh, you're right. The other person has eighty billion. But does your does your life is your life much different? If I walk into a room full of broads and I got a nice, decent, expensive herringbone necklace on, and then. My fucking whatever rapper comes in and he's got the platinum super duper tripled out iced necklace on with the cross with a gazillion African diamonds. Who you think the women want? Me, because I'm going to walk in and I'm just going to be like, all oh, this is important to you. If you approach your girl with that same Jedi mind trick dick tonight, <laughs> that you just gave me with that example. I will not be seeing you this evening. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pull out your platinum piece, nigga. But but by the way, uh Kevin Hart that he has another movie coming out with uh Yeah, with uh Brian Cranston, right? Dude, if if that movie hits, that's a whole nother level for Kevin because that's it's, not just a comedy. Right. That's right. another level. I wouldn't be surprised. That's why it's hilarious to me when people say he's corny, he's this, he's that. And again, comedy being subjective, fine, feel that way. It but looks this good. Motherfucker. No, it does look it good. Looks it looks good. heartfelt. It looks warm. It looks like this motherfucker can't do no wrong, man. Dude, if this movie hits, it's another level for Kevin. Like everybody was knocking him off this pedestal that he's on now. Wait to if this movie hits. And and you brought up Tyler Perry and I saw him. I went and saw uh Vice, a right. movie about uh Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. It's kind of about but kind of, you know, written in right. what and uh uh Tyler Perry is in that. He plays Colin Powell. I'm not trying. This this might sound racist. Worst casting for Colin Powell. He was a terrible Colin Powell. I wish I could. I can't think of it. I wish I could think of his saying from a deal where he fucks up the word. How you sure? Whatever the fuck he says. But I just picture him as Colin Powell saying that. You know what I want to see? 
<clears throat> that I haven't the, seen. Other guys in this movie were great, by the way, playing the people they were playing. Uh, right. Um, this Fahrenheit 11 9. 9 11. 11 it, 9. No, it's 11 9. What is that one? It's the flip. It's it's because well didn't um, what's this motherfucking name? What's his name? Uh, the, the the guy that makes them. Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. Goddamn, Andy, come on, man. Uh, uh, Moore, Michael, Michael, Michael Moore. Moore, Michael Moore, yeah. <clears throat> Imagine that nigga naked. Um, no thanks. Didn't he do Fahrenheit nine eleven? Uh huh. Yeah, so this one is Fahrenheit eleven nine, and I guess this is when um, Trump came in office. Okay. And it just chronicles Trump's pres- presidency. But I saw a preview of it <clears throat> last night on TV. I really want to see this. It looks uh, it looks like some heavy shit. I just I want to see it. It looks good. It's Michael Moore at his finest. Uh, you know, I'd like to. I would like to see this because uh, this is. It, I, I can't even go in. We don't have enough time to get into right. this, so I'm not going to go into this. Maybe that's the homework assignment. Maybe we we, we talk. Maybe we go see. We go. We go see it, and and then we talk about because it because Trump is setting up all kinds of unbelievable things right now. I cannot believe where we're at. But anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get past that. Uh, do you want to talk? Do we? Are, well, you know what? We don't have time. You got to go. Yeah, because I got to. This is New Year's. It's going to come. <clears> out. <throat> New Year's is going to come out. Uh, what what day will this come out? Let's see where we are. This is going to come out on. January, so it's going to come out. Uh, when, oh, January second. So this is going to be the day after New Year's. So what's your new? What, what, what's our New Year's? Oh, you got New shit. Year's resolution? I do. What's yours? I, I got a couple things. No, you you go first. I only got one. What's yours? I I got to do whatever I can to get you to your next level, because and I know that I can't really help that much. All I can do is promote, push, do whatever I can, because. I figured out I'm not going to do this, so I need you <laughs> to pull me. I got you along I with got you. you. But so me trying to <clears throat> last year when I said I want to headline, I wanted to do all this. That's I still want to do that, but I rather <laughs> I rather push you up. Dude, I'm telling you, I am I am I am promo- I'm doing everything in my and it's been frustrating me because. There's only so much I could do on Instagram and Facebook. Like, I got locked out of all of my Facebook apps because you can only promote so much right, uh, right. before they deem it spam and shut you out. So I got shut out of Facebook waiting to get turned back on next week. And Instagram, you can only go so far. They don't shut you out, but you can't do anymore. I'm, I've been doing everything in my fucking power, man, to push this goddamn podcast, man. Where, where, oh, I was going to read. I, I, I don't want to read it, but I wanted to tell you. I was gonna put, yeah, right here. Uh, let's see. On Wednesday, this last Wednesday, at uh, four ten, I get I get this e uh, this message from you in all caps. Aries is yelling at me because he's doing his working his ass off pushing this podcast. Who said this? You did. Oh, in all caps, you're giving me you're giving me shit, dude. I'm working. I know you are. I'm just I'm just. Every time I hear these stories about motherfuckers who are making six figures, five figures off this social shit, I'm just going, man, I'm trying to roll my sleeves up, tighten up my bootstraps and get the fuck to work. So because I, you know, again, if Hollywood don't ever let me in, I want to be able to do this shit so I can go fuck you and 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 
I could live off this shit. My New Year's resolution, what uh, was resolution? Resolution. You're ready to start a revolution? Yeah, I'm shit. Nervous now. I want to get the V in the front. You want the V in the front? You know what I mean? Yeah. What? Right here. Yeah, man. I want to get a six pack, but I want to get that V that scopes over the top of your thighs and leads to your dick. All right. So this year, and I need to get in shape because I feel unhealthy as fuck. So, and here's what's fucked up. You ready? What? Not only are we off to a bad start in January because of where we're going. Nah, but we gotta we gotta be on. The top I know, of it. but I know, but look at the temptation. We got Cleveland first week of January, which next door to that is Christie's. Yeah, the strip club. We gotta wake up in the morning, and go work out after drinking. <sighs> the next week we got Memphis, which when the moment we get in, you got Uncle Lou's dip hot fried chicken. Yeah. And then the last time we were there, they got the Hooters, which we would hang out at afterwards. Then in Pittsburgh, you got Bar Louie. And then in Denver, you got Bar Louie. It's going to be a challenge, We have man. to wake up and we have to work out 30 minutes every day. And for every bad thing we do, for every drink, we need to add another 10 minutes to our workout routine. And then for every uh, bad food, we got to add 15 minutes. We got to think about that while we're eating this shit. Last thing, last thing for my New Year's resolution. This is one thing I want to do. I want to record. I have the recording. I want to get it produced, and I want to have a forty-five minute set that I can either sell or just so that I can have it and put it online. So if I don't get to some shit that I want to do, I can just tell people they can go see it on online because I want to kill some material and not necessarily kill it, but I want to I want to do more stuff on stage that I haven't been doing. All right, well, let's put the plan into motion, baby. I got to get the fuck out of here. I know. You got, you got to be at Laugh Factory. In Long Beach, which is from here a 45-minute drive. Well, we're out. <clears throat> Guys, uh, I hope you uh, enjoyed this quick uh, podcast that we put together for you. Sorry if it sounded shitty, but we've had a crazy, crazy day. Uh, Patreon, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Email me, Spears 45 at Hotmail. I, keep talking to me. I love it. Um... Come on, man. Instagram, Facebook, you know all that shit. Let's go. All right. I'm andycomedy.com. You can find me, my uh, all my social media is in the upper right hand uh, of my page. And also, I'm really on Instagram, man. I'm really not fucking with Facebook. If you can, uh, if you want to Instagram, do that. If you want to uh, do Twitter, that's fine with me. Ellis, please hit us back. Let us know what's going on, what you want to do on the podcast. I appreciate uh, your love for the podcast and your enthusiasm. Hit us up. Let's see what's going to go on. Uh, 2019, bring it on. Happy New Year, you motherfuckers. Uh, men, get your dick wet. Ladies, wet them dicks. Thanks for listening and uh, fucking tell a friend. Pussy ass, nickel.